We here at the Root of All Evil podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which these sexy, sexy stories are recorded. The Gadigal people of the Eora Nation always was and always will be. Sydney City. Ride or die, motherfucker. Unless we move. Where are we going to move, Ruby? Los Angeles, bitch. <laughs> Boy, we had a timeless night. <laughs> Boy, we had a timeless night. Hello, sexy banana. Very good, very nice. Very good, very nice. Hello, Nicki Minaj. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll get my 20 bucks. Well, she's gonna get 20 fucking whacks. 20 fucking whacks. Not my fault she's a mental crazy lady that wanted to go off with a fucking lesbian that's now with a man. Salad in a pasty. Okay, let me... Yeah, filthy pervert. Yeah, let me... Hello, Ruby T. Good morning, I'm on my smoothie, I'm drinking smoothie. If I'm I had a sip because I was like, oh, a bit hungry. It tastes like if a carrot and a celery decided to vomit and then get a little bit of grapefruit and fuck it. That's what that tastes like. It actually made mm-hmm. me feel a bit ill. Makes and you feel ill, but God, it makes you sexy. Fruit Alexia makes you sexier. Yeah, so does this fucking bloody It tastes like drink. you've just got um, a bit of pea and ham soup and put water in it. Yes. But oh is that going to make you just look so good? She's shredding for the summer. I'm shredding hot summer, hot, hot summer, baby. I miss those days we had last week that were like 38 degrees and I went. I was at Dawn Fraser mm. Bath just mm. getting my fucking tan on and I'm looking outside now and it is raining. It's raining. I know, it does a 180. Isn't this town crazy? It's called climate mm. change. Climate change. The change is climaxing because I tell you what, it's fucking freezing today, but the other day it was so hot, I thought we were in the fucking apocalypse. Listen, I wonder, mm. Bugsy, I was speaking to my therapist this morning. What and did I they said, say? I said, I just don't know if I will ever be interested in sex again, but maybe I should try because I do miss comfort. like The intimacy. Intimacy. And then everyone was at my work was like, you, when are you going to start dating again? And I was like, maybe I should try. Nah. I, I don't know if you need to anytime soon. Okay, great. Nah. Focus on yourself. Look yeah. at you. Your roots are bleached within an inch of their life. Oh. You've got a solo show coming up. Oh. You've got a little bit of this and a little bit of that. A little I bit of this, this summertime. It. I know. Fuck it off. Fuck it off. Um, but we've mm. got a very special ep. Today. Yes, a very special app. We have a guest. Royalty, I would say. I would say <laughs> the king. The king. Of the, the cross. cross. <laughs> the last king of the cross. They said John Abraham was the king of the cross. Well, I think he's 1.5, the king of the cross. This is number one. Mm-hmm. I'm also really scared he's going to whack us, so let's just he's say. He's not going to whack us for saying that fucking this girl's hotter. It's true. Oh, <laughs> 100p. No doubt. He's going to join in and go... Hey, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Today on the show we have Louisa, a.k.a. Weedsy. A.k.a. The Last King of the Cross. A.k.a. The Last King of the Cross. Notorious, notorious around Sydney City for being a fabulous sex worker, a fabulous weed lubricant CBD oil company owner and an advocate for all sex workers and girlies out there. She's helped me a lot. She's going to help you a lot in this chat. Oh, yeah. 
Fabulous. Shall we get to it? Let's get to it. All right. You're listening to The, the Root of, of All Evil. evil. Yeah, boy. He will fuck off. Off he will fuck. We suck again. You blew it. You gonna take that nip in your rage? Hello, hello. We are so excited today on the program. This is a program. Yeah. Today on the program, we have sex worker, weed lube girly, and advocate Louisa. Welcome to the show. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. Otherwise known as the real last king of the cross. The real last <laughs> king of the cross. That's what I'm telling cross. everyone. Now, what's the dying question you have about oh, that username? Because uh, Louisa's Instagram handle is last king of the cross, which is awesome. And I want to know, did the TV show ask you to get to, for the handle? No, they actually oh. haven't, but um, oh. it's funny because Paramount, I think, were at one point reporting my page or something. Like, there was definitely some drama there because I was getting tagged in, like, the most outrageous things, like, obviously, promo for the show, mm. but also, like, the main character that plays John Ibrahim, like, his um, the actor playing him, like, his gym, like, routine, like, started tagging PT you? started tagging me and stuff, like promoting the gym being like yeah we trained him for the show and it was me and I'm like and I kept sharing everything because I'm a fucking smart ass yeah 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 yeah. and um yeah but I also see John around a lot and he just like gives me the eyes like you fucking gronk like who are you really yeah Yeah, like because I used to I used to go like to his clubs like since I was underage (laughs) and um yeah and I feel like I've always seen him around, you know, and I know a bunch, like, we have a lot of mutual friends and things like that. I've been a local for, like, 11 years, so, yeah, I don't know. He definitely has clocked me. I don't know if he's gone onto my page, but... Probably has. I reckon he has, because, like, yeah, the way he's looking at me these days is definitely different. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well... Good. You definitely are the last king of the cross. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think you're still the king of the cross. Yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah. like, they say John Ibrahim's the smartest man that ever lived in Potts Point, that ever walked through there, but I say no. I'm scared to say anything bad. I'm scared to say anything I'm, I'm not. Uh, you know what? But I reckon he's tough, but he's fair. And in all righteousness... Louisa is number one. <laughs> he can just be just be like one point five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, anyway, welcome to the show. I love that we're a Thank show. You. show now. Excuse me, I we're a show. Mm-hmm. 100%. We're a show. It's called yeah. the root of all evil, and we're going right back eleven years ago to King's Cross. Louisa, paint the picture. What yeah. was it like? <laughs> How did you get there? Was it bags in our hands? Drop them down, look around, or was it? Well, it was actually yeah, pretty crazy. I feel like maybe it was the tail end of like you know the glory days. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely running a muck even prior to that when I was, I've been going out around like Oxford Street and King's Cross since I was like 14. I had fake ID. And, um, yeah, I used to go party with all the gays in Oxford Street or go to the cross to, you know, run a muck in strip clubs, like do silly stuff, hang out with really bad people. But, um, <laughs> it's character building. It is. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like it was crazy. I remember just like. The, they'd always block off Darlinghurst Road. Um, I remember I used to just be like, I was pretty wild when I was younger. I still am, I guess, as a 31-year-old. Um, but I, me and my friends would just like eat acid and run amok and like, I don't know, spit on cop cars and get chased down the street. And yeah, silly stuff, outrageous. Great. So we got to, we got to the cross 11 years ago. Mm. And did we start working straight away or were we just living there? What was No, the so like I had like... Um, 
Yeah, I guess like I, it wasn't for a few years that I would hang out in Kings Cross. I was living actually in Surrey Hills at the time. I had, yeah, long-term boyfriends and stuff. So I didn't really, I wasn't working back then. But um, when I got into sex work, I guess I got into it for survival reasons. So it's not the nicest like story, how it started mm-hmm. off. I guess I didn't really realize that I, what I was getting into either because Again, like just running amok out every night, you know, got nowhere to go, nowhere to be, like just mm-hmm. meeting people in the street. You know, when you're just like in those moments where you're like the last one out every night, you know, yeah, just that, spirally, that was me between you know, yeah. 2016 and last year. <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. Just ended last year. Mine's still going. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still, <laughs> yeah. I guess it led me to street based work. Yeah. And, and street based work for people that don't know is just. It's, it's like being a sex worker, but on yeah. the street. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, like back alley blowjobs in, in some um, guy's Hilux. Um, it could be they just pick you up, take you like to their accommodation or wherever. Yeah. yeah. Wild. Yeah, sometimes a park will do. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's pretty rogue. Like, yeah. it's pretty rogue. I mean, I had a good experience, luckily, because I know there was a lot of like, I feel like all the trans like girls that worked on the corners in the cross used to give me a lot of like advice and you know because I I worked like hospo jobs and I would stumble home pissed and at some ungodly hour and they just I'd always just stop and chat to them mm-hmm. and um especially when I lived in Woolloomooloo because they would always just be there and they were always really nice you know and I'd like share my cigarettes with them and like we just talk shit you know and um I was always really inspired by them but I would also like have this like um, get really anxious for them like I wanted to protect them so bad because they I would see the shit like people would do and like say and you know driving past but um yeah but thankfully they really like had my back and that kind of led me to getting into that line of work yeah great yeah. and from there where did it go to like did you meet some people because a lot of people that we've spoken to said well you know what I was actually like I stumbled into it or especially the last two people we talked to, they were like, well, I really needed money for a fucking start. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then I just stumbled into it. But then I really took off when I found this or realised this or worked at this shit place. And then I actually went with a friend and worked somewhere heaps better and I saw different worlds. So I guess I, yeah, from like just meeting people on the street and offering sexual services led, and then that eventually led me to cam girling so I used to do like cam girling when that was like a whole thing I guess it still is but just you know there's better platforms and it's not so hard to navigate you know got on the sugar daddy website so I started meeting sugar daddies which led me to um private work and working at brothels and parlors yeah so so you did private work for a bit and then that led you into brothel work or did it sort of like happen at the same time so um it all kind of yeah it all just kind of happened really quickly because I as I said like I um I got into it for survival reasons I was um really broke I got kicked out of my home I was homeless actually at the time and I um yeah just like I had some stupid ex that put me in debt (laughs) you know so I was desperate and like I wasn't in a good place but it led me to good places so I'm really grateful for it but uh, yeah it just started like that and I'm still going so but yeah the um, brothel work and massage parlors especially around King's Cross like that's that was like I was in my element there yeah and then eventually fell in love again and then started stripping 
Yeah. But now yeah. I'm back in the brothy, mate. You're back, back in the, in the brothy. Yeah. Back in the, do you, what, yeah, do you find, what's your favourite? Is it like, do you like working in brothels? Do you like, have, you know, private work? The one I'm at, yeah, I do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, private's good, but like, I don't know, stripping was just so fun. Like, dancing mm. was so fun. Yeah. Mm. And it's just, it's, I have so much respect for like all sex workers, but like stripping is no fucking joke. It's hard. Oh yeah. Okay, so this is my this is my burning question. Yeah. My TikTok algorithm is all dancers, pole dancers, um, people work at places well, like yeah, that doesn't Sefton, surprise me Vegas. at all. Yeah, yeah. But my favorite thing at the moment, which I'm obsessed with, is when they do the money count and they talk about their night. <laughs> and I'm going, I was talking about this yesterday. This poor girly. Not poor girly. She's fucking rich filthy girly. rich. She's filthy rich, high vibrational angel. Has been went to the strip club at seven and has said, "Oh, it was a really busy night, so I stayed till seven a.m. or something." Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, my feet would have fucking flopped off." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember like walking home, with my legs shaking. You know, being in um, eight inch heels for twelve hours is just not ideal. You know, especially no. my the like my later twenties, I was like, oh fuck, oh fuck, my neck, my back, my pussy, my crack, like literally <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, it was fucked, but it was good, and like I don't know, it felt good. Like some clubs, you have to like the stage culture is very much a thing where you dance the hardest you've ever danced for like that fifteen minutes that you're up there or three songs or whatever. Where other clubs in Sydney that I've worked at have just there's been no stage culture whatsoever. So you're literally literally just like up there like, oh my God, there's nothing worse than seeing a girl up on the stage looking like so miserable and like barely popping hip, you know what mm. I mean? It, yeah, just so like <laughs> it's just you got boring up yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And so I was definitely grateful for those clubs, the ones <laughs> where you didn't have to dance as hard because when you're there all night long, like getting yep. up on stage a few times, it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. totally. Mm. It's too much. You guys get it, you know? Yeah, we get it. We get it. Get it. Totally. Yeah, great. How many days a week do you work, can I ask? Just whenever I can get in there because yeah, I'm right. pretty busy, you know, with other things in my life. So I haven't really been there as much as I'd like to be. You know, I'm not that I'm trying to exit the industry, but it's nice to have the balance of other things. Oh, yeah. totally. And we'll totally talk about all these other amazing things later. I'm just curious as to how long a shift goes there as opposed to it, like a 12-hour stripping shift. Well, this, see, the thing about stripping is that you could be there for 12 hours and make zero dollars, you know, mm. walk out with nothing, and you've got to pay a house fee. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. Right at the brothel, it's like you, you're you likely to get a booking. It might not be amazing, but, like, you know. You'll get something. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, usually, you know, that's what I'm finding anyways, being back after all these years. It all, it, it is just luck at the end of the day as well, like, and – if you're in a, at a strip club and you got a doorknob fucking personality, you're probably not going to make that as much money as like you know some of the girls that are much more hi yeah, yeah. like friendly yeah. and bubbly yeah. and like can actually hold a conversation. Um, there are girls that are just like so extremely hot though that they can they can just, just be mean go, to everyone. Yeah, and, like, still like, like oh, everyone has me. their own yeah. individual vibe, vibe. I guess. But but yeah, it's but there is a lot more like talking involved and things like that. Where at the brothel, it's kind of like you know what you're there to do, mm-hmm. get the job done. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to pretend. It's not yeah. so much of a hustle, you know. Yeah. Do you kind of at the at the club with the vibes and stuff? Because I've been to a fair few street clubs in my life. You can tell the ones who have tactics yes. and the ones who have, like, have this, like, demeanour and vibe they've thought of for years and years and years. Like, you don't have to give away any secrets or anything, 
But is there like some sort of, you know, sacred space sometimes you have to tap into or you're just not feeling it that night and you really have to like have a shot of tequila and get over yourself? Is there a special place like you have to go to like switch it on? Sometimes, yeah, you just got to drink <laughs> straight up. You've got to yeah. have tequila, I feel like the happy working, one. Working, yeah, at a strip club has kind of fucked my taste in, you know, um, when it comes to drinking, like <laughs> I literally drink wet pussy shots and champagne and that's all I can yeah, I've <laughs> drinking it for so many years. Yeah. But, yeah, like sometimes you need that, yeah, bit of booze, but you shouldn't have to rely on that. Sometimes you really just got to, like, put it on. But it depends on the person that you're dealing with because, you know, you can – you deal with so many, like, fuckwits. But oh. also there's so many, like, people that just get it. They walk in, they're like, you don't need to hustle me. I fucking get it. I know. I know yeah. what I'm here for. I know what I'm doing. Yep. Yeah. Fistful of cash, let's go for a dance, you know, Great. get it done. Like, we love those people. Transactional. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the second you sit at that table, you know, you should just slip a tip, you know, to the to the dancer. Like, mm. it's that simple. Mm. People don't quite understand the strip club etiquette, I guess. Yeah. yeah. yeah especially because a lot of people probably, correct me if I'm wrong, go with, like, the Bucks nights or when they're all fucking – Slammed and they're not actually – their girlfriends don't really let them go. So then when they do go, it's like a novelty sort of thing as yeah. opposed to people that are like – They go oh, to drink. Well, I could do something, yeah. They go to drink like it's a bar and we have to remind them it's not a fucking bar, it's a yeah. strip club. Yeah. Pay yeah. up. Totally. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are commission-based, you know, workers, like, please. Like. I want to tell the people out there that thank you for supporting me and if you don't, suck my dick. And I know you think because I'm a woman I don't have a dick, but – I have a pink dildo in my dresser. All right. So throughout the years, you got some stories for us. Yes. Louisa. Yes. I, where, so what time do you want us to go back to? What period? Okay. You've got a list there. You've got a list I there. do. We've got a scroll that's rolled all the what way. What should I talk about? For, okay, let's talk about strip club stuff first, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah great. So obviously <laughs> I've had some pretty funny clients over the years. I'll start off with this guy. He, so I'm Italian and I was baptised um, under the Vatican City, like Ooh. the good Catholic girl that I am. You're yeah, joking. like the good hooker that I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I used to have this priest, like this Catholic priest come in and book me just to hug me naked for hours. He didn't in touch most, you or didn't want sexual well, like No, just- like he wouldn't like fill me up or nothing. He literally would pay me for hours to sit there, chat, and I'd be fully nude. And we'd have like a drink. He didn't really drink, but you know, I'd have a drink, and mm. we'd just talk, and he would just hug me. Oh, yeah, that's kind of sweet. That makes me cry. Me too. Poor lonely man. man. The funny thing about that is, is that I'm covered in like occultist, like satanic <laughs> symbolism. You so really are these tats. Are and, cool. and I don't mean I anything them. by it. I think it was just my way of rebelling against, like you know, my Catholic, like you know, yeah upbringing well not that it was that catholic but you know italians they force that on you very young and i realized it was all bullshit because i was like well my family actually really read hot not gonna (laughs) follow this and yeah i thought it was really weird and i'd always be like why me like i've got like like look at me you know like i've got like devil tattoos and stuff and you'd be like well that doesn't have meaning unless you give it meaning are you a Satanist? So I was like, well, no. And he's like, exactly. Yep. <laughs> he's like, you're a nice girl and you're beautiful. So, yeah, like, let's and- hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And did you ever speak about, like, did, did you, like, just, what do you talk about to these people for hours? Was it, like, about your I would actually, Catholic upbringing and stuff? Yeah, we talk about, like, yeah. we bond over being Italian, obviously. Um, 
And just like I would talk about my business, um, we talk about our families, you know, religion, of course. Um, yeah. And it, what baffled me was that he would always wear his white collar in as well. Like he'd wear a coat over, but the second we got in the room, he would take it off. And I would be like, what's with the, like, yeah, why, why do you need to be in your uniform? Yeah. It's like a cop coming in with Literally. Yeah, you think yeah. he'd be in his, you know, like. Mambo shirt. His mm-hmm. mambo shirt. Just, yeah, like yeah exactly. Just a sweatpants and a nice tee from yeah. the <laughs> You know, well, you know, he's probably thinking, oh, I'll be up in heaven and I can say, well, I kept my uniform on for the hug. You know? Yeah. It's, I kept it's penance. Jesus, the collar was closer to my heart. Repent or perish. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Any, any other funny ones from the strip club? <laughs> yeah. Um, so oh, I guess, like, you get your fair share of, like, people that have – their kinks and fetishes, you know, like I feel like ball stomping, that's like a bit of a thing, but it's kind of boring, you know, like mm. ball stomping, like literally stomping, stomping on, balls. on someone's balls. Yeah, especially if you have like those, the patent leather, like boots and stuff like that. I feel like those guys, like people that like their balls being stomped, tend to go for the girls that wear the boots. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I was always like wearing those like eight inch like boot pleasers. And, um, how hard do you stomp? Like, obviously, oh. you're not going to bust a bust nut. That's what I'm wondering. I'm going, what f*** are you at here? Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like you've just got to test the waters a bit. Only one way to find out, you know? You just kind of, you do it, and then if they you, like you it, see you how do you, it again. Yeah. yeah, and then but then you get, like, really into the ball stomping. Everyone, I've seen the sweetest girls get really, really into it. They're like, I've never done that before, but fuck, did it feel good? And I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, yeah, I started off just, you know, you know, just some little like just kicks to full bone, like stomping, like crushing this man's balls, and oh. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever done one where you're like, okay, tomorrow they are gonna be red raw bruised? Hundred percent. I feel like they always would have been by the time I'm done with them. But yeah. you know, that's Fuck yeah. Hell. But I'm just a bit nuts like that. <laughs> Maybe I was more into it than them. I don't know. Maybe they'll it too is something to speak up. It is know. that like fucking the patriarchy a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I reckon, like, one of the – and not to kink shame anyone, but the weirdest person that I had, like, client at the strip club was – so this guy, he would he would pay to for me just to just to grind out my armpit for, for a long time. Like, he would literally eat my armpit out. Like, he was never going to eat again. Like, this guy – Just, like, licking like, your armpit like, like he was I reckon this guy would have been amazing at eating pussy, like, legit. <sighs> but he he just wanted to eat armpit and my, my armpit. And I'd be like, should I wear deodorant or should I, like, wipe it off? And he's like, I don't care. And I'd be like, wow. Like, he was really into it. And it was funny because, like, in at, like, the strip club that I was working at with where this guy would come see me, it was, like – he would never get like the VIP rooms where there's actual walls. It would just be the curtains, right? And like waitresses, security, um, management and other dancers can like see through a lot of the time, even if it's just through the gap. And I would be like leaning over him, you know, and my head sort of popping out from the curtain, armpit up like this. And then the girls would like look at me like, and I, cause I'd be like biting my finger, trying not to piss myself laughing in his face. Like, actually biting my finger, armpit up, he just going for it. And That's and everyone so would walk past wild. and be like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I don't know how to explain this. Like, I just – and I would try and be like, where did, like, where did this come from? This, like, you know, like, why do you get off on this? Is it because you're imagining it being, like, my pussy or like – and he's like, oh, I just love armpits. I just loves armpits. Like, 
don't know. I just couldn't quite get the, to the bottom of yeah. that. I, I kind of get like Great you know how client, sometimes though. you smell you smell someone you're rooting and you're yeah, like the bo oh, or something. Yeah, turns you on a little bit. It probably is like a, the the daddy version of that kink, probably or something. Yeah, like I honestly I could never get to the bottom of that one, but that was pretty funny. Just eating out an armpit because apparently yeah. foot fetishes come from when you're a baby and you're crawling on the floor and you see lots of feet. Is it? So I'm so wondering it's taking you back to your infancy. Yeah, I wonder if that infancy period just got a lot of armpit yeah right you know and it smells like safe home mummy <laughs> or, or daddy daddy issues daddy. but daddy never wore deodorant <laughs> didn't discover lynx africa yet mm. wow mm. imagine, imagine. <laughs> oh, sorry. um yeah one of the i think i was saying before we started recording um i had this really amazing regular and he was so polite and kind this like older like Lebanese guy he was fantastic and he was at the strip club, or the strip club. The, yeah, great. um and he used to book me to dance and I'd always get like I'd something would always happen like I'd with this guy like I'd always either fall over or like you know twist my ankle or something stupid pour a drink all down myself cursed um but once like I went into a dance and I like with this guy and I, um, yeah, put on a great show for him. And then at the end, I realised that there was toilet paper stuck to my pussy and he just didn't say anything the oh, whole time. Oh. He just let me go. <laughs> How much toilet paper? Like a square or, or like enough? It was <laughs> enough for me to be like, Jesus Christ, like, <laughs> fucking hell. Like, can we get that camera footage up? Because that is fucking funny. That's so funny. And he just, yeah. just was loving it. Yeah. Wow. Some of them are really polite. He must have been <laughs> super cursed then. If it, yeah, break your I don't ankle. know what, what it was. Yeah, maybe it just wasn't. Yeah. Pussy, <laughs> wasn't meant to be. Pussy, toilet pa- pussy paper. But I've had like, it's funny. It's like I've had that happen and, and no one said anything. But then I've actually like, wait, I guess being on Pitt Street, obviously there's a lot of businesses around there, a lot of um, offices. And then um, working on Oxford Street at the strip club, you know, big like queer community around there. So... Every now and again, we'd I'd have to put on a show, like a, go do a private dance for like a couple of gay guys, you know. And yeah. I remember like dancing <laughs> with I, there were these there were this couple, right? These two guys, there were a couple, um, and they booked like eleven girls or something ridiculous. Like there were so many of us in that fucking room, mm. and their friend, they were the godparents to their friend, friend's child. And they dragged their friend along to the strip club. They were like, oh, it's like, it was like Father's Day or something. Oh and these God. guys got like a newborn. So they took him to the strip club. I'm like, okay, that's good um, God parenting, I guess. Like, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, they took their friend to the strip club and paid for 11 girls, a bit excessive, but they did it. And um, their friend ended up getting like, he was so gapped, he ended up leaving. So it was just these two guys, like these, this couple with 11, like, you know, girls. And we were having so much fun and they just kept extending. So we were in there for like hours. At the end of the booking, they were like, um, the manager came in and was like, hey, um, girls, like I've noticed you've been in here for a while and like none of you have gotten like full nude, you know. You needed, you know, it's part of the deal. You, you've got to get a private dance, you know, whether you give them a lap dance or, you know, there's touching, whatever. It's just um, you've got to at least for the last minute get your puss out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we were like, oh, yeah, 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 no, of course. Like, yeah, we've got to, you know, do our job, right? And then we're like, okay, boys. And they're like, oh, God, oh, God. And they start holding hands. They're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And they're like, 
looking at us all, mortified. So then we like start taking our panties down. And then literally like, I remember I like, I took mine down and I was sitting, I was actually sitting on the chair, pulled my panties off. And then I literally just did like a big like clap with my heels and legs spread. And these guys literally screamed into my vagina, like, ah! like, ah! like straight into it, like right into it. And I remember being like, holy fuck. Like I was so confronted by it. I was like, that's never happened to me before. No one's ever screamed into my vagina. Like they was were mortified. Was it or mortified? No, they were fucking terrified. Oh. They were like, no, no, <laughs> like screaming at us sort of like put it away. And we were like, oh fuck, we're just doing our jobs. Like, literally just got told in the last minute. Yeah, like, we're like, you know, they're like, you know, they're trying to be polite about, like, we know they're gay, but just, you know, we're like, yeah, sure, we'll do our jobs. They were, yeah, they were like, put it, they were like, put it back on, like, put it back on. My God. That's the best thing I've heard in so long. Yeah, that was Big spread eagle and it's, like, literally, like, looked down into it and screamed at the top of their lungs. Hilarious. Yeah, it's never happened to me before. No, ever happened again? No. (laughs) And hopefully not. (laughs) <laughs> and do you find you get many regulars at the brothel? Like, or is yes. it a, yeah? Yeah, definitely. You get a lot of, I don't know, always attract the same sort of clientele. Um, they're either like boofhead Aussie guys yeah. that are always like, what's your ethnicity? What's your background? And I'm always like, fucking hell. Yeah. Or like the really hot Lebanese guys. Oh, that, oh, that's your thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bugsy last week was like, what was your sexual awakening? And I was like, actually, like, you know what? It was those tattooed out Lebanese guys that used to go to the pool. Mm-hmm. And there was this one guy and he had like this big gun tattoo on his stomach. And oh. I was six years old and I went, that is the man for me. That's when the I was sexiest six thing. Years old. That is iconic. It's not too late, Ruby. He's still out there, I He's reckon. Still, I reckon probably. The, the next one. Yeah. Oh, it's too good. Loza probably knows I can't knows wait. It. I can't yeah. wait to I'll be keep an eye out the gun the tattoo. Culture, you know? Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. And do you find? Do you think your um, uh, uh, strip club stories are more wild than your brothel stories? Hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have a really wild story. It's not a, my Tell personal it. story. Okay. But it's a bit of a from you know through the grapevine. Go. Oh my Love god. To hear this. I'm dying for this. Yeah. This has already is, been so fucking gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> this one's actually like I don't even know. Okay. So I've told this story a lot to other working people, yeah. you know. To set the scene, it was a brothel in Sydney um, and basically a client has come in and he was being very suspicious and he had a bag, like of something, but he wouldn't disclose what was in the bag to the reception or okay, any of the guests. So then, exactly, right? Yeah. So like... And reception were like, well, look, man, like, we're not going to... Let you bring a bag in. Because he came in speci- specifically asking for girls that have, like, that are into kinky stuff or, like, maybe something a little weird, you know? Oh, but he wasn't... Apparently, he wasn't too, like, you know, it's nothing, like, it's not going to hurt them. It's nothing like that. And then they're like, well, you kind of need to tell us so we can see if the girls want to intro you. Yeah. If it's something really specific. And um, he was like, oh, no. Like, he was obviously you know, deeply embarrassed to share that with the receptionist. So they asked, you know, the girls at the in the girls' room, like, who wants to take this client? Apparently he's got it some kink. Um, you know, we've we they they he wouldn't let them like look in the bag, but he let them feel around it. And they're like, okay, it's nothing sharp, it's nothing like yeah heavy or like, you know, so I don't think it could be like a weapon or something, right? So 
they gave him the benefit of the doubt that the girls were going to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, what's in the fucking but, bag of yes. penguins? <laughs> so um, one of the girls just turns around and is like, fuck it, I'll do it. You know? <laughs> YOLO. What so, it's a good story. It's, it's a, great a great story. story. Yes, and thank God for this girl because now we're talking about it. And, yeah, um, yeah. So, and this would have been like maybe seven or eight years ago, I reckon. Right. So... They go into the room. He jumps in the shower. She pops her money away. And then he was still being, like, really discreet about what was in this bag. And then he goes, okay, um, so, like, let's start. <laughs> and he's like, do you mind just sitting on the bed? And then he pulls out a blindfold and blindfolds the girl. Oh, God. And then she's like, Ugh, and he goes, no, no, trust me. Like, I'm not going to hurt you. I just, like, I just need to blindfold you while I do this. And she's like, okay. Well, Putting her full trust in this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I... <laughs> My stomach is back flipping. I'm not trusting this guy. <laughs> so, so he blindfolds her. She's waiting for him. He um, goes to the, you know, centre of the room and pours the contents of the bag out onto the floor. She's, like, thinking, like, what the fuck is going on? He walks over to her. And he's like, follow me, like gets her up and he like helps her walk towards, you know, the, the room. The middle of the room, yeah. <laughs> the middle of the room. And then he's like, okay, I'm just going to jump on the bed. Jumps on the bed and he's like, and I'll tell you when to take your blindfold off. And she's like, okay. He jumps on the bed. He's like, okay, now take the blindfold off and I want you to walk across what's on the floor in front of you. She takes the blindfold off. She looks down. It's a bunch of garden snails and slugs. Oh. <laughs> and he... Wants her to walk across it and smush them between her toes while he violently masturbates <laughs> on the bed. Oh, so, she, so he didn't even touch her. It was no, more just like he, he wanted just her wanted, to He just wanted to – and he was like, yeah, looking down like, oh, yeah, like that's the shit. That's the stuff right there. Like her just smushing it, like squanching it between her toes. Slugs. With garden slugs and snails. And the snails have shells that go – yeah, so a bit of crunchy and a bit of slimy in between your toes, and you've got to be like this. Oh yeah, oh, you yeah. like that? Oh yes, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. No, literally. Ooh, would you? <laughs> I probably would. I mean, I'm not I'm into it. it. Like, like I, I don't know if I, you know, animals it, are involved, even if work. it is the smallest of insects. Oh, yeah, yeah. True, probably true, true. not. Yeah. Oh yeah, my vibe. But Peter are coming. Yeah, listening, and they are coming for. If that girl ever listens to this, I'm so sorry, but also tell you. No, you did not. You did not make. This happen. You are the messenger. You are the Joan Ark of yeah. slugs. You're the Joan, <laughs> Joan Ark of this slug story. Oh, a slug life. Don't you? Don't slugs do? Don't a slugs sl- give you Lyme disease or is that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you lick a yeah. slug, okay. It makes this guy I knew from high school licked a slug and it paralysed him. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Lyme disease <laughs> diseases from ticks, but slugs definitely make you, you paralysed. Anything. And blah, 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 blah. also, if you lick this other guy that my ex used to know, like a five thousand exes ago. He was at a party and they dared this guy like, Maka, lick the slug, licked it. He licked it and it turned him insane and he le- never left his bedroom. So do not, under any fucking circumstances, 
Lick a slug. Eat. Slug, keep them in between your toes. But, or in your bag. Yeah, can, but, like, I accidentally, like, not purposefully, but accidentally slept, not stepped on snails before. And they go, <clears> and they fully, it's not a nice feeling. No. No, you feel horrible. Like, you destroyed their home. And it's fucked up. So I hope she got paid a lot for that. But that is great. I don't even know what price you could put on something like that, honestly. I don't know. I don't know where slugs would come in my in my um. I think it's too cruel, actually. You think it's too cruel? Yeah. It's like, but I think of like Futurama, you know, how like the slugs on the brain and they're like taking over, like Simpsons, you know, those. It happens. I think, yeah. It's real. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. It can happen. There's, you know, there's always truth to a story. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Wow. Okay. That's great. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. That's probably the most fucked up thing I've got for you. And then, to what, be and that, that was obviously at the I club. don't know what could top that, really. That was at the club. No, no, so that, then that was at the brothel, brothel. That brothel, yeah. But what did he put down on, like, a tarp before she. Or did he no, just I think he would have just chucked it straight on the carpet. They have cleaners there, you know, like, they probably yeah, just. Yeah, I reckon he No was one gives like, a fuck. Brothel's a brothel, you know. Yeah. yeah. Imagine know. those cleaners coming in that night, being like, all right, here we go, and going, now what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, imagine, like, oh, surely he would have, like, he. Well, it sounds like he was. Deeply embarrassed to show anyone, even like you know, leading up to this, him get, entering the room. Um, so surely he would have cleaned up a little bit after, yeah, yeah. to hide the evidence because, like, yeah. he would if because they would see him walk out and be like, "That's the fucking slug guy." Yeah, you oh, know. Gosh. Do you know what? You've got to really fucking want that to go to those links. But is that going back to what we were, you know, you were saying before about like crawling around feet when you're a kid and that leads yeah. to like, you know, think about every like growing up in Australia, you got loads of garden snails mm, and totally. slugs. He's, like, he's what have you got? Them? Great white shark. We've got great Eating white sharks. Um, yeah. <laughs> but from Perth. Yeah, great yes. white shark kink. Imagine that. You you wouldn't be able to ever fulfill Don't know it. about that. Quokka. King. I got my ass eat by Quokka. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's steer away from We're this. drawing the line here. Let's go back, let's go back to the brothel. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me of um, like the strip club. I was doing a dance for this, um, this guy <laughs> with this other girl and he – was just like he just kept grab like picking me because I'm very small, you know. Like people just like to pick me up, and mm. um, maybe it's a touch of tism, but I get I hate that. I yeah. fucking hate that. But oh, people, I, I hate it. it when people pick you up. Yeah, or pat me. Yeah, like, that a girl. You fucking right. This <laughs> guy, like we were dancing for him, and he was like, he was just saying some funny shit, and then I was like, like grinding on his lap, you know, like with my back towards him. And he, like, grabbed me by my, like, under my knees and, like, lifted me up. And I was kind of like, oh, can you put me down? And he was, like, grinding on me. And I was like, um, I literally feel like a rotisserie chicken right now. Can you put me down? And he goes, call me chicken daddy. Chicken <laughs> daddy. Continued to wow. <laughs> grind on me. And I, I literally lost control. Me and this girl started pissing. Like, we were oh, like, that is okay. You know what? All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we started calling him Chicken Daddy throughout the oh, whole yeah. dance. Oh, yeah, it would. Chicken that Daddy. That was funny. Chicken Daddy. Are there any more stories do you want to tell that are wild and buck wild? Because we can... Before we move on to your other amazing work. Um, I just want to... No, not really. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, this one guy. Ahead. All right. You know, and this is kind of funny because, um, you know, I've actually spoken about it in a movie that I was just in. We just finished filming. Oh, sick. But I, I changed the story a little bit, but I feel like I've got to tell the story. Yeah, I want, yeah. I want on the this, truth. Because, like, it's, it's really – it's kind of wholesome and funny, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just stupid. So there's this regular 
And all the girls loved him. He was like iconic because he just would spend stupid amounts of money. And he was young and hot and like he'd bring his like young hot friends in and it was always like such a good like booking. But he insisted, like he'd always pay for the most expensive room as well, which means you get more money Mm -hmm. per hour. But he insisted on listening to the song Fireflies by Our City. Shut, Shut up. Throughout the I whole. Do not believe your eyes. eyes. Seven fireflies. Good song. We'll put, it, we'll put a snippet in here. But definitely for my emo phase. Like in 2003, five, six. This seven? guy would have us literally like 15 naked girls in the strip club, diamond room, most expensive room, all holding hands like a fucking kumbaya circle We're at kidding. the campsite going, I'd like to make myself believe. That planet Earth turns slowly. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. How and long? For the whole song? Would he just play it on repeat? On repeat. Oh. And it was like if the song, we'd every now and again distract him from the song or his mates would because they'd be like, fucking hell, can't like, not again. Like, please, we're so sick of it. But it was like so funny to me. I had to keep encouraging it. Oh, it was that too would, funny. Yeah, that would be it's so too funny. good. I would have had that fucking going all night. I... I've never loved that song more in my life. I <laughs> He's probably just loving the song, being like, if I can play my favourite song with 11 naked girls around, I'm, that, I can literally name me something better in the world. it was his favourite song. He was like, if it would, when he realised it wasn't playing, you know, you get distracted by some titties and ass in his face. Yeah. And then the second he realised it wasn't playing, he'd be like, fireflies, Why? you know, it was almost like a comfort thing in the end. I was like, okay, fucking hell, this guy's having wow. a meltdown. If I want to know, playing. if anyone's listening and they have um, hooked up or shagged a guy who always plays fireflies, they, it's him. There's definitely there's yeah. definitely some girls that are going to be listening to this being like, we know the fuck you're we talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, believe wow. You know, all the money he spent, he probably could have flown that band over. And got it live. Oh, the, oh, literally, the oh my god, this guy would live, he would spend ten grand a night. <gasps> ten grand, oh. easy like oil money, mate. Oil money, mining money, delicious. Mm. Mm. Speaking of money, you have a fabulous product line uh, that we're obsessed <laughs> with. It's called Weedsy. Um, can you tell us about it and tell our listeners about it and when they can get it from? Because everyone needs it in their life, don't you think? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Weedsy is like a CBD business that Whoa. I have. And it's I great st- that you're Louisa and it's Weedsy. Like, yeah. Describe. I just think that's great. Well, I've always been a pothead, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, Amen. Yeah, and that was kind of like every now and Well, my nickname's Weezy, so people would call me Weedsy every now and again. Um yeah, I guess I started this brand because I love the benefits of cannabis, but um, you know, due to legal reasons, I can't just be getting get everyone high. You know, mm-hmm. can't get everyone high. So I started making CBD products and distributing them, and yeah, it's been popping off, especially you know, being like in the sex industry and being known for the CBD lubricant. It's mm-hmm. very yeah, that alone has like that's easily my bestseller. CBD lubricant. Yeah, right. yeah. I actually supply like some brothels around like Victoria and in South Australia, not exclusively in anywhere in in New South Wales or Sydney yet. But yeah, it's after, after, after this they will. After this infiltration. Yeah. And does the weed? Sorry, like I should know this, but obviously the weed oil gets you a little high. 
Sorry, no, the, the so doesn't? no, 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 no. Okay. Um, it definitely has like it definitely stimulates that down there differently. Like tingling vibe. Yeah, it's um so yeah, it stimulates nerve endings. Like CBD does that. Yeah, yeah, right. and um, people with like pelvic floor issues or like that are extra sensitive to other lubricants, this is good for them. You know, yeah, yeah very low intervention and it's compatible with condoms and toys, like silicon toys as well. So. Yeah, it's a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah. Water-based as well. And right. glycerin-free, which is why every, you know. They all want to. Glycerin, fuck up your pH. That shit will give you thrush. Yeah. It doesn't have that in it. So I feel like that's why it's like the go-to. So yeah, good. For a lot of people. So good. And where can we find it to order some to so, try? Um, my website is weedsy.com.au. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my Instagram handle for that is weedsy.australia. So that's where you can see all the updates um yeah otherwise you can purchase it on the website oh so i'm so gonna buy some a perfect christmas filler christmas a perfect filler? christmas stocking, stocking filler <laughs> or but it is a filler yes. it'll fill you it'll fill, it'll fill <laughs> filling more than one hole this christmas. Yeah. <laughs> filling more than one hole this good filling more than one hole this christmas with weedsy <laughs> all right let's finish on your advocacy work and charity, charity work <laughs> yeah so i've recently established a charity it's called angels exist i'll be launching it properly in the new year and i'll be doing a bunch of fundraisers so basically it is a peer-run charity and we offer services for homelessness um, prevention and like housing security food security and mental health care also employment pathways sort of (laughs) (laughs) and who yeah who who, who can access or, or who can come to you Anyone? Every? Sex workers, sex, yeah. Right, so it's for workers. sex workers. I've yeah, I've been like an advocate for sex workers for years. I couldn't even tell you how awesome. long. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know. I just like, I've had a good like the last few years have been really good for me. So I want to yeah. I didn't. I just wanted Pass to pass that on. Exactly. That I just wanted to put back into the community in my own weird little way because I'm realizing I'm not a nine to five kind of person. Let alone am I very good at um working for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can work with people, but for them is just a whole another thing. I yeah, think. So the same. And so, how do you go about securing like homes and and food security and stuff like that? So, just connecting them. Well, there's a lot of sex worker friendly sort of boarding houses and things like that. That, um, especially around my local area, but I feel like that's kind of where it's starting. But we definitely have to expand because the demand is really high. Oh, um, yeah, and. I'll be doing like surveys and things so we can understand exactly what we need. But as I said, it's really early days still and just like it's just been registered actually. So Great. Oh, I'm so happy. When for we you. get the funding, things will start to take off. The website's in the works and you know, you'll be able to donate through there. Have some fundraisers. Yes. Oh, tax Ruby deductible. I'll MC. <laughs> me, me, me going, I'll MC. Yeah. I'm like, and mm, I'll do an opening number. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're just do a it's five. the Ruby show. Yeah, type five. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby just did a, fist, did. a fisting at, hand. At, um, I, I um, did a speech at Bugsy's birthday and my favourite was, sorry guys, my turn to do a type five. And everyone came. <laughs> and very that fun. was me doing a fisting gesture. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so like excited for that. That's awesome. I think that's exactly what the world needs: more security, more, yeah, more, more safe. Well, they do exist. So 
<laughs> we'll yeah. see. I mean, I think City of Sydney are going to be holding me accountable now, so yeah, oh, I got to yeah. do it. You'll, have, yeah, you'll, have, you'll be getting you'll be getting calls nine till five now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Clover Moore will be stomping on your balls. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she I've been like stomping on hers this yeah. whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe she's the client. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. With the dog collar. Oh, We're obviously kidding. Love you, Clover. Clover. We're obviously, <laughs> We're obviously don't cut off the funding, Dal. Uh, what was I going to say? Lizzie, thank you very much for oh, coming on. You've been brilliant. This is such a good, good interview. I'm so happy that Thanks we got you on. Thanks for having me. This is um, fun. And not only you're an awesome person, but you have been caring for a lot of people in the community always anyway for years. So yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. And thank yeah. you for thanking me. So if we wanted to um, look up Louisa, it's Last King of the Cross. <laughs> and I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> and buy lots of lube. And if you are interested in uh, supporting or uh, joining forces or know someone with a lot of money who likes to play Five Flies and wants to donate, please uh, get in touch with Angels Exist. Thank you. And you know what they say? I'd like to make myself believe that planet Earth turns weed seeds. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. He will fuck off. Off he will fuck. We suck again. You blew it. You want to take that nip? In your veins.